Good evening, good evening, good evening everyone. This is Pearly Martin. Welcome to my podcast, Daily Living for Inner Healing. You guys know I already dropped in. You already know, you already know, you already know. You know I gotta know. You know I got to know. I'm so glad, I, I need to know. Are you a friend of God? Does he call you his friend? Hold on, wait a minute. You know. Now you guys know. I gotta know. I'm nosy like that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I ask these questions, really, there's no condemnation. The reason I ask questions is because when you ask questions, it causes us to examine ourselves. But hey, we're getting ready to, uh, we're, getting, we're getting ready to go in and we're getting ready to deal with this issue in just one moment. But first, you guys, we're going to pray. And I, um, once again, I, I like to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening in. And make sure that you share this podcast with someone that you love. Make sure you share the podcast uh, with other people. All you have to do is um, share the, uh, if I send it to you a messenger, text a message, just forward it to someone else. How about that? Father God, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord God. We thank you. We glorify you. We worship you, Lord. Um, we just say thank you for being here together with us. We come together. We're assembling ourselves together, Father, in recognition of you. We're hungering and we're thirsting after righteousness. Father, because we want to just know what you know. But you said you know the plans that we have, that you have for us. The plans that you have for us are good and not evil. You said that before the creations of the world, foundations of the world, that you knew us. Father, we want to know what you know about us, Father. So as we come before you, Father, with our hearts open and with our ears open and with our eyes open so we can see what you say and hear what you say and believe what you say, Father God. Uh, I ask that you just anoint my lips of clay, Father, as I open my mouth, Holy Spirit, I yield my members to you. But your word says, whoever we yield our members to, that's who we serve to. So, Father God, I come before you with a yielded heart, with a humble heart, saying, Lord, um, not my will, but let your will be done. Father, not my words, but let your words be spoken, Father. And as I open my mouth, Holy Spirit, I give you permission, Father, to speak through me. For you said, as we know the truth, it's your truth, not our truth, but it's your truth that's going to set us free. So in Jesus' name we pray, amen. We're getting ready to dive in. We're getting ready to dig in because we're getting ready to turn down some of these mindset strongholds. If you're ready to be delivered, then you're on the right podcast. If you need some inner healing, then we're on the right podcast because Jesus tells us, um, if, we, if we continue in this word, we're his disciples indeed, and we will know the truth. And guess what? The truth that we know is going to set us free. How many of you know that God's truth sets us free from a devil's lie? I like to say every area in our lives where there's an addiction, stronghold, or a bondage, uh, unbelief and doubt is an area in our lives where we're believing a devil's lie. Let's deal with those inner issues so we can be free, so we can be healed, and so we can be delivered and made whole. Because we're already complete in Him. 
You know, we just got to, our spirit is fine, but we got to renew our mind. How many of you know that? That when we got born again, our spirit got born again, but this mind has got to be renewed. So I, 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 once again, I asked the question. I'm just, I'm, I think I'm just going to be here for a minute, for a second, for a moment. I don't know. It's whatever the Lord say. But I had to drop in because I had to ask the question. Are you a friend of God? Does he call you friend? There's no condemnation. Let's get started so we can see, so we can see, so we can know. Um, are we a friend of God? Because God loves us. He do- so dearly loves us. I want to start with James 2.23 where it talks about that uh, as the scripture had written that Abraham believed God and God counted it unto him as righteousness because of his faith. See, Abra- God said that Abraham was a friend of God because he believed him. He didn't just say, he didn't say Abraham was a friend of his because he was perfect. Ooh-wee. How many of you know that? It's, let me ask you a question. Is all your friends perfect? No, but you still call them your friends, right? Well, Abraham, God said that Abraham was his friend because he believed him. How many of you know that when you when when you sitting up talking to somebody and you you say they're your friend and they're constantly sitting there saying to you, you're lying, you're a liar, you're a liar. That's not somebody you consider a friend, someone who constantly calling you a liar, right? This is why God says that without faith, it's impossible to please him. For we must first believe that he does exist. Okay, that's the first part. People say, yeah, I believe in God. Okay, a lot of times what they're saying is, I believe that God exists, okay? But we have to move on from that. And we got to not only believe that he exists, but we also have to believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay, so uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why is this? Because when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. And I don't know about you, that's not pleasing to anyone. So God said, uh, Abraham is my friend because he believes in me. (laughs) Abraham is my friend because he believes me. Are you a friend of God? Do you believe God? But guess what? It's not just enough to believe though. Right? It's not how did Abraham prove that he believed God? He showed his faith. He showed his faith by his works. See, he when he was willing to sacrifice his only son because Isaac, because God said so. That's how he proved his faith to God. Do you know that our faith must be tried? Um, the, the, the trials and t- tests and tribulations, it comes to try our faith. Our faith must be tried. The purpose of the trying of our faith is so that we can, is to let us know if our faith is genuine. How many of you have gone through tests and failed? There's no condemnation. Um, the good news is that we got back up, got back on the horse, and we just kept pressing in and pushing through, Right. But Abraham, he not only, we knew that Abraham believed God. How is this? Because he acted on what he said. You know how many know? Faith alone is not enough. Our faith is made complete, the Bible says, by our works. Because faith without works is dead. Once again, I'm going to say this. When you find the word or if God even gives you a word, look for the action verb. Because the verb is going to tell you what to do. So Abraham believed God, right? And God said, you're my friend because you because you believe me. And not only do you believe me, you don't just believe that God exists. Abraham didn't just believe that God exists. He believed in God, okay? He believed in God. He believed that whatever God said, that was it. That was, that was it. 
you know, and when we allow the word of God to be the final authority in our lives, when we, when we live uh, in accordance to and in line with the word of God, we become friends of God. Um, if he says it, then that's it. We read it. That's what he said. That's it. You know, that, that was the kind of faith, Abraham, that's the kind of faith that we have, we're, we're called to have, if, if, um, to be a friend of God. So Abraham not only believed God, he didn't just read the word and believe the word, but we knew that he really believed the word because he acted on it. We can know a lot. We can know the word and not know God. We can know the word and not believe God. So how do we measure our friendship with the Lord? Well, when we act on what he says, we must be doers of the word and not hearers only lest we deceive ourselves. Okay. We cannot be a friend of God if we're not spending time in his word because God in his word is one. And this is how we fellowship with him. John 1 and 1 tells us that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God, right? God and his word is one. So we cannot be a friend. We can't know God without knowing his word because God in his word is one. John 1 1 tells us. That God in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and uh, the word was God. So if we're not spending time in the word of God, we cannot know God and we're not fellowshipping with God. The way we fellowship with God is not just through Sunday service. How many of you? Hold on, wait a minute. There's no condemnation in it. What I'm saying is we're going to have, we have to spend time with God more than just Monday and Wednesday, you know. Um, it's a it's a daily thing. It's constantly being present, uh, uh, conscious of His presence at all times. Um, ha- hiding His word in our heart causes us not to sin against Him. Why? Because we're when we hide the word of God in our heart, it causes us to be God conscious. It causes us to be aware of the things that we do. It causes us to be slow to speak and quick to hear. Because we got his word in in our heart and it's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. That's what the word is for. So when we don't know the word, we cannot be led by the word. When we don't know the word, we can't be led by the spirit of God. Okay, so we can't. So how, how do we know if we are a friend of God? Well, God said that David was a man after his own heart, not because David was perfect, because we know that David was definitely not perfect how he framed Bathsheba's husband Uriah and had him killed, right? I mean, he done some stuff, but it wasn't, he, it wasn't, he didn't say he loved them because he was perfect. He said he loved them because he was quick to repent. <laughs> he loved him because he was obedient. In other words, when he got caught doing something, he would correct his behavior. How many of you know that a godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation? In order to be sorry to God, you got to know God. You have to be in fellowship with God. You have to have a relationship with God. He has to be real to us in order for our repentance to be true. How many of you know that repentance is evident? It can be seen. When someone is really sorry to God, their lives will begin to, it will change. Because they're not just sorry because they got caught. But they're sorry to God. But that comes, and to be sorry to God, we have to have a relationship with God. Are you a friend of God? This is what we're trying to find out. We're finna dissect it. We're getting into it. We want to, I'm asking the question, 
are you a friend of God? But there's no condemnation because guess what? Today is another day. And today we get to do what the word says. So whatever this word is saying, today we get to act on it. There is no condemnation in it. Don't worry about what happened yesterday. Don't worry about tomorrow's not yet. But we have right now, faith is right now. This is what we have. This is what we hear. And Father, I thank you that faith is coming because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So to be a friend of God, Abraham, it wasn't that he just believed God, but he acted on what he believed. How many of you know that the word of God tells us and it teaches us that faith without works is dead, right? Because why is this? Because we act on what we believe. James 2 and 18, English Standard Version says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. And he says, show me your faith apart from your works. And I will show you my faith by my works, right? Because faith without works is dead. We act on what we believe. We act on, there's no condemnation. We act on what we believe. Abraham believed God and he acted on it. He was willing to sacrifice his son. David loved God because he had a relationship with God. And so when he got off track, God was able to bring him back. (laughs) That's why I always say it's easy to pray for people who love God because they're easily convicted. They're sensitive to him. They're sensitive. And so how do we develop that relationship with God to become a friend of God? Through his word, through prayer, through praise, through worship, spending time with him. Just like we spend time with our friends, that's how we have to spend time with them. And not just on Monday and Wednesday. We're talking about having a relationship. Do you just, it's the only time you spend time with your spouse or your friend is when it's a big corporate, a big group of people? Or do you have quiet time where you just set time aside and just spend time with your father, meditating on his word, hearing what the spirit of the Lord is saying to you? talking to him, supping with him, fellowshipping with him. Are you a friend of God? There's no condemnation. We're getting ready. We're, we're, this is called, we're, we're building some relationships here. I want us, I want to introduce you to the Lord Jesus Christ so we can become a friend of God. So we have to be doers of the word and not hearers only, lest we deceive ourselves, right? That's the greatest deception. Self-deception is the greatest deception. Don't confuse knowing Bible verses as having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, God and his word is one. But the religious, the scribes and the Pharisees, they knew the word, right? Even the devil knows the word and tremble. No, so we're going to go a little bit deeper than this. We're going to go a little bit deeper than just knowing the Bible verses. Because yes, God and his word is one. So to know God, we must know his word. But are you... we? Are we just reading it from a logos as a good storybook or has God uh, uh, revealed his son? Do you have a revelation of Jesus Christ? We need a revelation of Jesus Christ. We need to be able to see. The Bible says, blessed is he that see and hear. In other words, when we can read the word of God and we can understand the word of God, he called, God calls us blessed because he said, it's my father who, who reveals his word to, to us. I don't know about you, but before I became a believer, the Bible was like a whole nother language to me. It was hidden from me. I could not understand a word of it. But when I came into fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and then I went back to it, then I can understand it because I was hungering and thirsting after righteousness. I wanted to know what he knew. 
I wanted to be, be, you know, do whatever it was that he said. That is my heart desire. And it still is my heart desire to please the father. And when our heart desire is to please the father, then God says, you are a man or a woman after God's own heart. He said a righteous man will fall seven times. But the thing about it is he's going to get back up because his heart desire is to please his father. Have you ever seen a son who just want his father's approval? He wants so he's just doing all this stuff to get his father's attention because his heart desire is to uh, is to please the father. Is your heart desire to please the father? There's no condemnation. I'm just trying to get us, I'm asking us questions so we can think about ourselves. How many of you know that Jesus asks questions all the time? And how many of you know that when Jesus asks the question, he said, Adam, where you at? What is this you have done? He already knew. What was the purpose of this? Why does a God who knows everything and who's everywhere at the same time ask a human being, a man that he, a flesh and blood man, who we are, who, who he created out of the dust. Why is he asking him a question? It's not that he don't know, but he's just trying to get him to confess something. He's trying to get him to see something. Cain, where is your brother? He knew where, he knew where his brother was. He's trying to get us to confess our own thing. He was trying to get Adam to confess where he was. So he asked the question, not because he didn't know, He asked a question because he wanted Adam to confess. It was about, he asked Adam what had he done. He dealt with him as an individual. He wasn't, God wasn't trying to blame Eve for what Adam had done. Then he turns to Eve and he deals with her. It's an individual thing. And we'll take the blank out of our own eye. We have to take the blank out of our own eye. And then we can see clearly, we'll be able to discern instead of judging. See, when we take the plank out of our eye, we won't be judging, but we can't, we will be able to discern because we'll be seeing things from a pure heart and from a pure perspective and not from the seat of judgment and condemnation. It's so important that we're able, because we have to, the Bible tells us, he said, confess your own faults one to another. He didn't say to confess the faults of others. He said, confess your own faults one to another so that you can be healed. And a lot of us aren't being healed because we're in the, sitting in the seat of judgment. We can't see ourselves. We don't see anything wrong with us. And when we don't see anything wrong with us, we're not going to see a need to change. That's a deception. When we can't see ourselves, the greatest deception is self-deception. Because you're not going to believe anyone more than you believe your own heart. The Bible says it's out of the abundance of our own heart that our mouth is speaking. We can know the word and live contrary to the word. And the reason we can know the word and live contrary to the word is because we don't know God. We don't have a relationship. We're not walking, when we're not walking in fellowship, he said, if you say that you walk in fellowship with me and still walk in the darkness, then you are a liar and the truth is not in you. Why? Because to have fellowship with God means that we have to come into submission to God. Fellowship means relationship. 
There's no way I could say I have a relationship with God and live contrary to who he is. I can know the word of God. I can even know some Bible verses. But see, that's not what Jesus tells us to know each other by. He said, you'll know them by their fruit. Why? Because our relationship with God, the fruits of the spirit is going to come out of our love relationship with God. That's why I say whoever don't have love does not know God. If we don't have love, we don't if we don't don't um have love then we don't know God because God is love right if we don't have love then we don't know God because God is love first John 4 and 8 anyone who does not love does not know God anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love and all the fruits of the spirit is going to come out of love because love is patient love is kind love is gentle love is long-suffering and so Jesus said you're going to know them by their fruit because if they have love then they're going to be patient they're going to be kind they're going to be gentle you see how that works then he say let patience have its perfect work patience is a fruit of the spirit long-suffering long-suffering endurance that's a fruit of the spirit so all the other fruits, if we have love, you, you can't have pain. You can't be impatient. People are not lovely people. Okay. Impatient people are not kind people. Impatient people are not gentle people because impatient people are rude people because impatient people, their agenda is just all about what they want. So this is why we have to let patience have its perfect work. You ever see a baby that just wants something? They just want it right then and right, right now. They're, being, they're, they're very inconsiderate. They're not considering the needs of others because it's not about what nobody else wants. It's just about what they want. Why? Because they're being impatient. And so when we're impatient, it causes us to be inconsiderate. But God says, he who does not have love, right? We just read that. First John 4 and 8. Anyone who does not love does not know God. So this is how we know if we know God. We have to know God to be a friend of God, right? So Jesus said, look here, I want you to look at the fruit. Don't look at the fact that they got some good deeds. Don't look at that. Do they have love? Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. There is no condemnation because I see today we're going to we're going to get to do what God say. We're going to learn how to walk in love. We're going to learn how to develop a love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not, it's not about religion. It's about um, relationship. And I always say relationship, relationship, relationship. Everything has to come out of our love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Abraham was considered a friend of God because he trusted God. David was called... David was said, called to be said that he was a man at the God's own heart, not because he was perfect, because he was repentant and he was sorry to God. Godly sorrow worketh repentance unto salvation. Are you sorry to God when you're not living um, when you when we're when we're living contrary to God? Are we sorry to God when we're quick to repent? That's a heart that loves God, a heart that's quick to repent. A heart that believes God is a heart that loves God. Because when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. 
That's where fear comes from. Fear comes when we don't believe that God loves us, right? Perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. Fear makes you believe that something bad is going to happen. But when we have confidence in God's love for us, that's when fear will have no place in us. But when we believe that God loves us, we too will turn around and love him. This is how God proved his love for us, though. When we were yet sinners, he still died for us. It wasn't that we first loved him because we didn't know God to love God. Okay. But he loved us because God is love. So when we were yet sinners, Christ still went on ahead and died for for the ungodly. So he said, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Whoever says, I know him, 1 John, listen to this, 1 John 2 and 4. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, whoever say, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. I'm just telling you what the word says. He says liar. Okay. There's no condemnation. Hold on, wait a minute. Hold on, wait a minute. Because remember, today is another day. We get to do what God says. It's so important that we just don't hear the word and not act on it. Because that's deception. Knowledge puff up, but love build up. Okay. It's not about just gaining a whole bunch of knowledge. It's not even about knowing a bunch of Bible verses. But it's about being a doer of the word. Because when we do the word, that's when we get to uh, experience the manifestation of the promise. And that's why a lot of times we're not seeing the, uh, the works of God in our lives. We're not seeing the, manifest- the manifested power of God operating in our lives. Because we think because we know Bible verses, that's how that works. No, when you find the word, look for the verb. We have to do what it says because faith alone is dead, right? We have to do what the word says because faith alone is dead. And so we think because we know Bible verses, we know God. But the way God says that you'll know if you know me, that is if you, if you love me. When we, when we have love, then we know God because God is love. And when we abide in love, then God abide in us and we abide in him. And so this is why he says, look at the fruit. Don't be impressed by the Bible verses. Don't be impressed by the gifts because the gifts come from God, right? That's not how you're going to know them. You're going to know them by the love. The Bible says the way you'll know God's disciples is by the love that they have for one another. Love is how we know. Love is the is the um is the fruit that we look for. Love, when we see love in people, that's how you know that this person loves God. They know God because God is love. When we see the love of God operating in people, that's the fruit. You'll know them by their fruit. What is the fruit? The main fruit, because faith, hope, and love, out of the three, love is the greatest because love will never fail. Faith, you're not going to need faith in heaven. You're not going to need hope in heaven. But you're going you're gonna to have love because God is love. And you're going to be with, God, with the God who is love. Love never fails. Jesus said you'll know them by the fruit. Look for love. Look for love. You know, you, we have ministers and they're mean and snaky as all outdoors. Jesus said look at the fruit. You said that they're a good teacher, but Jesus didn't say that. He said, look at the fruit. 
because you're going to have false teachers and you're going to have false prophets. I don't care how well they prophesy. They can have faith to move mountains, Corinthians tells us. They can prophesy almost as accurate as all outdoors. But I'm telling you, if they don't have love, then it's not true. That's what makes it false. If you don't have, because see, the gifts and callings are without repentance. So when Jesus say, know them by their fruit, he said, look for love. Look for the love. Because without love, none of the other fruits are going to be able to manifest. Without love, you're not going to be patient. Without love, you're not going to have peace. Without love, you're not going to have joy. Without love, you're not going to be kind. Without love, you're not going to be, you know, patient. Without love, you're not going to be long-suffering. Without love, you can't be gentle. Without love, so everything comes out of love. Love is the greatest. And the greatest commandment is that you love the Lord thy God with all our heart, our mind, our soul. And then, then you're able to love your neighbor. The reason you can't love your husband. Oops, oh, forgive me. Hold on. Wait a minute. The reason you can't love your husband, the reason you can't love others is because you're not loving God. Because love is God. Out of of our love relationship with God comes our love for others. The reason we can't love others is because we don't love God. This is why he said the greatest commandment and the first commandment is that we love the Lord thy God with all our heart, all our mind, and all our soul. And then he said, love your neighbor. Why? Because we can't love people like God without loving God. Thank you, Jesus. Did we catch that? We can't love our neighbor like God without having a love relationship with God. So we're not acting lovely because we're not disconnected from the blunt line or um, because we're not walking in love with God. We have to have a relationship with God to be a friend of God. I can't say, if I don't know you, I can't say I'm your friend if I don't know you. Come on now, this is in the natural. Let's bring it to the natural. If I don't know you, if I go around telling people that you're my friend and you don't even know my name, that's a lie and the truth is not in me. Someone say, that's not my friend. I don't, I don't even know them. But that's how it is with God. When we don't walk in fellowship with him, we can't say that we know him. It's not just enough to know the word, but we have to have the character. This is why I always say we got to have character to go with the call. That's why God prepares and equips us for the work of the ministry before he puts us into the ministry because we got to have character to go with the call. That's after we preach to others. I, myself, we become a castaway. We end up doing the same thing that we told you not to do. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Don't focus on what what not to do. Quit focusing on what not to do and focus on walking in love. God is love. Love is the fulfillment of the law. When we walk in love, we're not going to lie, cheat, steal, kill, commit adultery. See, that's how love fulfills the law. Just walking in love will fulfill the law. Walking in the spirit. If we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. With my mind, I serve the law of God. But with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. Why? So as we begin to renew our mind to the word of God, develop a relationship. This is why it's not just about memorizing a bunch of scriptures. How many of you know that we're the main subject of our own life story? So where do you start in with your relationship with God? Go talk to him. Talk to the Lord. Develop a relationship with him. He wants to, he, he's very relational. 
This is why when people say, I don't do people. Watch out for that spirit because God loves people. I don't do people. I don't like people. I don't do, then you don't love God. Because God says, if you say you love God who you can't, how can you say you love God who you can't see if you, and, and not love your brother who you can see? He said, that's a lie. There's no condemnation. I'm just, I just, um, God is very relational and he wants to have a relationship with us. And, the, and God loves on others through us. We, he expresses love to others through us. This is how you'll know his disciples by the love they have for one another. You meet someone, I don't care how gifted they are. I don't care how well they preach, teach, sing, none of that. that that's not impressive to me. When you, when it's the love that they have. That's how you can tell if that person know God because you can have a gift and not know God. You can know Bible verses and not know God. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they knew Bible verses, but they did not know God. Do you have law or do you have love? Law is having knowledge of the Bible verses, but law is knowing the word without Christ. You can know Bible verses and not know God. It's called religion. It's called having a form of godliness, but denying the power. But John, um, John, 1 John 2 and 4 says, Whoever say, I know him, but does not keep his commandments or his word is a liar. And the truth is not in him. We can know about God and not know, not know Jesus. My people are destroyed because they don't know me. Or my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. But NLT said, my people are destroyed because they don't know me. So this is how the devil is gaining access into our lives. Because we don't know God. There's no condemnation because today is a new day. And we get to develop that relationship with him. And I pray that even now as I'm speaking the word that the anointing is destroying every yoke and mindset strongholds. Strongholds are being broken off because it's our mindset that's keeping us causing us to believe things that's contrary to the word of God. It's those thoughts that the devil has placed in our mind that's contrary to the word of God. It doesn't matter if you was brought up in church. That's not what we're talking about. We're saying what we're talking about is, do you know God? It doesn't matter how many Bible verses. It doesn't matter what your position or your title is. I'm, I'm asking you, do you know God? You can have a title and, and not know God. You can be a preacher and not know God. Because there's gifts that come with certain offices. You can be a teacher and not know God. You can prophesy and not know God. Why? Because the gifts and callings come from God. A donkey gave a word to a prophet, to the prophet Baal, who was on his way to curse God's people. God used a donkey to speak. That donkey didn't have a relationship with God, but God was still able to use him. You cannot, God can use you and you not have a relationship with God. This is why he said, my sheep know my voice. So we need to quit looking at the vessel and look for the voice. Lately, I've been dealing with some homeless people. Quit discounting people because of what they look like on the outside. Because it's the voice. It's not the vessel. It's the voice. Jesus said, my sheep will know my voice. And his voice could come through Anything. He used a donkey and he said he would make the rocks cry out. I'm so glad that God loved me so much 
He loved me so much that he did not just leave me alone. And I'm so glad that he waited. I'm so glad that he waited. I'm so glad that he waited on me. I was 24. Didn't have a clue who God was. I just thought he was a judge. I didn't know anything about the love of God. I didn't know that the devil even existed. I was 24. When I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm 55 now. And I still love the Lord. I love him more. I love him more now than I did when I first met him. Because I'm learning. I have a relationship. You know, the more time you spend with someone, the more you grow to love them. And that's the same way with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not talking. Let's take off the religious. Matter of fact, we bind every, we bind that religious spirit in the name of Jesus. And we call it down. We cast it down. We cast it out in the name of Jesus. I'm not talking about religion. I know you've been going to church 20 years, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, do you know him? Does God call you his friend? Do you just know Bible verses or do you live by the word? Is it a form of godliness or is it a relationship with him? We're saying, I'm praying for you. Really, what are you praying? Because if we don't know what the word says, what are we doing? There's no condemnation. But this is a hard word. You know why? Because we're dealing with some hard hearts and that spirit of religion. That is the greatest spirit of deception. Because it has that form of godliness. And people are confusing knowing Bible verses as knowing God. Yes, God and his word is one. But we act on what we believe. Do we believe what we know? Do we believe what we know? And do we act on what we know? We can tell, I can tell, I judge myself because if we judge ourselves, we won't have to be judged, right? So I judge myself. I judge my, my love for God by my obedience to God. There's no condemnation. It's just my measuring stick for me. It helps me to see where I'm at in my love walk with God. And I, I can tell what I believe by what I act on. This is what it's about. It's about looking in the mirror and being able to see yourself. Not, not no one else. This podcast is for me to see me and for you to see you. There's no condemnation. But God wants us to have a relationship. He he wants to be friends with us. He said, I no longer call you a servant. Because a servant does not know what the master is doing. He doesn't know the father's business. But I call you a friend. Do you know that when you become a friend of God, the Bible says, those who fear the Lord, he'll make his covenant known to us. I think it's Psalms 145 or Psalms 45. Those who fear the Lord, he will make his covenant known to us. He'll he'll share his business with us. When you become a friend of God and when you love God, he will let you know some stuff. He'll let you in on some stuff. He'll share some revelation knowledge with you. A servant. Are you a servant or are you a friend? Are you just serving the Lord, doing, doing the works? Are you just doing the works or do you have the relationship? Martha was so busy doing the work. But Mary had the relationship. There's nothing wrong with the works. But listen here. If we don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then the works we do, that we're not doing it as unto the Lord. Then that's just another form of religion. We're talking about relationship, relationship. Jesus said, if you keep my commandments, whoever say, I know him, but does not keep his commandments. In other words, 
what I know to do, I'm responsible for doing it. Because to know God is to love God. And to know God is to be quick to repent. Because how many of you know that we can grieve the Holy Spirit and we can quench the Holy Spirit? We can make them sad. We can cause them to draw back. The Bible said we draw close to God, God will draw close to us. And so when we're living a lifestyle that's contrary to what the Word of God says, He said if you say that you walk in fellowship, that's in relationship with me, and you still walk in darkness, then you are a liar and the truth is not in you. Hold on, hold on. Don't stone the messenger. I'm just telling you what God said. And you know what? This is for me too. This is not, this is God's word. This is not my word. This is what he said. Pearly, if you say that you're walking in fellowship with me, but your lifestyle is contrary to me, if you live in a lifestyle, I'm not talking about falling down and getting back up because we do, we all fall down. But a righteous man will fall down and get right back up. Why? Because he is determined. His heart desire really is to please him. So I'm asking you, I'm begging you, and I'm pleading with you. I'm asking the question. Do you, are you a friend of God? Are you a friend of God? For anyone who does not love does not know God. Do you know God? Do you know God or do you just know about God? The religious people knew about God, but they didn't know God. Do you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Or do you just know about Him? There's no condemnation. Because today is another day that we get to spend time with God and we get to know God and if you have not accepted Jesus Christ just confess uh, believe, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the son of God uh, believe in your heart that God did raise him from the dead and you shall be saved read Romans 10 9 and 10 whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved if you know if you if you have accepted Jesus Christ now it's time to get to know him It's time to sup. It's time to fellowship. We cannot be bent on our way. Because when we're bent on doing what we're doing, want to do, then we're not doing what God wants us to do. Are are you living a lifestyle that's contrary? I said a lifestyle. I'm not talking about falling down and and getting back up. Is Is our lifestyle contrary to what God's word is saying? I know sometimes we like to say what God understands. No, what God understands is that we're not doing what he's saying. And there's no kind of, but let me tell you, we have to get in relationship with God. He said, oh, you're clean through the word. He said, my people are destroyed because they don't know me. Or my people are destroyed because NLT say because they don't know me. Another version said because, you know, because of a lack of knowledge. So how many of you know we got to know some things to be free from some things? A lot of times people are living with other people because they're afraid uh, for security purposes. You know, I need someone to help take care of me. That's a fear issue. Perfect love cast out fear. The more we get to know God, the closer we draw to God, the further we draw away from the enemy. Every time we do what God wants, we, we, we don't do what the devil wants. 
Come on now, life is not complicated. But we can't live a lifestyle contrary to who God is and say that we love God. We have to be, remember David, he said David loved him because he was quick to repent. That means to turn around. We have to repent. We have to stop doing it. But to say that I love God and continue and to continue in sin, that's not true. To continue living a lifestyle that I know in my heart is contrary to God. I cannot say I love God when I know, when I have knowledge of, and I am willfully rebelling against him. Rebellion is equal to the sin of witchcraft. Because when we rebel against God, what we're doing is we're exhorting our will above God and we have become God. We are the God of our own lives. Isn't that what Satan said in Ezekiel? I will exalt myself. And anytime we're exalting our will and our way above God's will and above God's way, we have become a God unto ourselves. And when we've refused to believe the truth, the Bible says that God sent the strong delusion. When we believe to be the believe the truth, then the Lord will allow us to believe a lie. It says when we um, the truth stands forever, right? When we refuse to believe the truth, God sends a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false. This is why it's so important. That's you know, that's going towards a reprobate mind. We cannot live a lifestyle that's contrary in rebellion towards God. Because what that does is it hardens our heart. Quit saying that God understands. God don't understand. He don't understand that. The only thing that he understands about us when we're living in rebellion is that rebellion is equal to the sin of witchcraft. He said, my people are destroyed because they don't know me. But religion and having a form of godliness, when we're living a lifestyle that's contrary to the word of God, and then we have religion on top of it, that is one of the greatest deceptions. Just because I talk about God don't mean I know God. God said, if you love me, then obey me. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you love me, obey me. He knows that we don't know everything, but the things that we do know. So him that knoweth to do good and do it not for him is sin. Are you a friend of God? There's no condemnation. But today my prayer is that we will cry out to the Lord because God is a present help in our time of trouble. He wished that nobody should perish. Are you a friend of God? Do you know God? Are you a friend of God? There is no condemnation. God comes to restore. He comes to convict, not to condemn. He's here. God comes to convince us that this is not good for us. You know how we be trying to talk to our children when, they, when they're going the wrong way and you're trying to convince them that that's not the right way and you're trying to encourage them not to do something that's wrong, something that's going to hurt them? Well, that's what this is. There's no condemnation. God's word is to convict us and to convince us that when we're, that's not the right way. Living a lifestyle contrary to him is hurting us. It's not helping us. Because when we live a lifestyle of sin that's contrary to who he is, we open ourselves up to the curse. This is when life becomes hard. This is when you hear people saying, it's hard. Yeah, the reason the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. 
Because God, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So sometimes when it's hard, sometimes when we're feeling that heaviness, we need to check some areas in our lives. Is this something that God is telling me to do? Is, is this what I'm doing contrary to who God is? Is this something that God is asking me to do or is this something that I'm t- I just want to do? Am I being led by the Spirit of God or am I trying to do stuff to impress people? Whatever God asks us to do, He will grace us to do it. Don't that make sense? He will strengthen us to do whatever He's asked us to do. He will give us whatever we need for the journey, for His task. If God tells you to go somewhere, the provisions are in the will. Jesus is trying to get us to see this. I don't know why I'm going here, but someone needs this. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. Some people are living with other people. Some people are fornicating. I know about fornicating. I was a chief fornicator. We're looking for love in all the wrong places. Really what we need to do is sit down. The Bible says that our body is not our own. And a lot of times people say all sin, sin is sin, but that's not true because Corinthians tells us that all other sin is done outside the body, but when we commit sexual immorality, we sin against the body. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Our body is not our own, but it's been bought with a price by the precious blood of Jesus. There's no condemnation. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give us some truth because remember Jesus said it's the truth that sets us free from a lie. So we have to deal with those areas in our lives where there's addiction, strongholds, bondage. We have to cast down and pull down those stronghold mindsets so we can be free from the lies of the enemy that's holding us captive. It's lies that's holding us captive. What is it? What lie do you tell? What lie has the devil told you to make you believe that the word of God is not true? What's your why lie? I did a video on that. What's your why lie? What's a why lie? A why lie is a lie that the devil is telling us to get us to live contrary to what God is saying. A why lie is the devil that the lie that the devil told Eve to get her to eat the fruit. He lied to her to sin against God. And every time we sin against God, there's no condemnation. But every time we sin against God, it's because we're believing a devil's lie. Every time we're living a lifestyle that's contrary to God, we're believing a devil's lie. Well, let's live together first before we get married. There's no condemnation. I've done this. I was a chief fornicator, okay? But I know who I am in Christ. The Apostle Paul said he was a chief sinner, right? but I know who I am in Christ. Therefore, I can talk to you about that past life because that's not me. I am a new creation, a creature creature in Christ Jesus. Therefore, when I'm sharing stuff with you, it's not to condemn you, but it's so that we can all be delivered and set free from the lies of the enemy. It's the truth that sets us free from a lie. So what's your why lie? Today, I I think I think I want to end today's I want to end today's um, podcast. And I want to leave this question. I want to ask you this question. What lie is the devil telling you to get you to do uh, contrary to what God is saying? What? Look, go back and read Genesis where the serpent lied to Eve. That was her why lie. That was her, re- her reason for doing all that she did was so she could be wise like God. Right? That's what the devil had convinced her of. The devil said, you need to live with this person. I know you need to live in sin and fornication with this person 
um, because you need to, you, need, you know, you need to save money so you can pay your bills. You know, you need to live with this person. Uh, don't marry them because it's going to mess up your money. Hold on, wait a minute. We're talking about, there's no condemnation there. We have to be really willing to deal with the real life issues in order to get delivered from the real life lies. The devil is telling us lies. Those are fear factors. That, that's, we're living, when we're sinning, it's because we're not trusting and believing in what God said. And that's in any and every area of our lives. When we don't trust God, there's no condemnation. It's all a relationship issue. But I'm promising you that when you become a friend of God, you become an enemy of the devil. The, to, hate evil is the, to hate evil is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And to hate evil, too, is to fear the Lord. When we hate evil, we won't keep hanging out with evil. And that's what it is. We don't hate it enough yet. We don't understand how it's hurting us. Our father, you know what? When God is telling us not to do something, it's not because he's not, he's trying to take away our fun. It's because he's trying to protect us from the evil one. God has redeemed us from the curse, but we open our, we curse ourselves when we don't do what he say. We allow the devil, we give the devil access into our lives when we don't, when we live a lifestyle contrary to the word of God, or when we don't do what God says. Look, if you're living in a lifestyle of fornication, you're living that self, um, living with someone that's not married, you're not married to, there's no condemnation because I did this. I'm telling you. And I was believing the devil's lie. But I'm telling you, when I accepted Jesus Christ, and I loved him with my whole entire heart because he was what I was looking for all my life. One of the first issues I had to deal with because I got saved for real. I'm telling you, I had a Damascus Street experience. One of the first issues I had to deal with, I was living with my kid's father. And I knew, I felt so dirty. It was, I got saved this Sunday. And the next Sunday I went back to church, we were married. My husband, he went, and then the next Sunday we were married. Because there was just no way. There was, it was not going to be possible for me to live like that. Because my heart had changed. It, you know, and even when I was in it, I, I always felt real dirty. I would physically scrub my skin. Because I didn't know that the, feel, the dirt that I was feeling was on the inside. It wasn't something that was on the outside. And that was God. He had his hand on me. Even the, he had, because Jesus said, I know those that are mine, and even one won't be able to pluck them from my hands. Even when I didn't know God to acknowledge God, he knew me. And Jesus interceded for us. Father, I know those that are mine, yours. And the evil one won't be able to pluck them from his hand. And some of you are so miserable. You got the house, you got the job, you, you got both got good careers, but you're living a lifestyle of sin. You're living with people you're not married to. There's no condemnation, but I'm trying to tell you that if we want the peace of God, we can have things and not have God. We can have things and not have peace. We can have money and not have joy. Don't, don't harden your heart. Don't allow the devil to sear your conscience where you no longer feel convicted by living a lifestyle that's contrary to the God who loves us so, so very much. When we love God, the Bible said David loved God. 
because he was quick to repent. Are you quick to repent? Because when you have a heart that's quick to repent, that's a heart that loves God. And when you have a heart that's quick to do what he says, you just read the word, you believe it, and you want to act on it, that's when God says that you are a friend of God. He didn't say David loved him because David was perfect. He said David loved him because David was repentant. He didn't say Abraham was his friend because Abraham was perfect. He said Abraham was his friend because he believed him and he would act on what he said. So I'm going to end it here. And I just want to ask you one more time. Are you a friend of God? And if not, there's no condemnation because today is another day. We get to do what God say. And the word I want to leave with you today is fellowship. Get, if you don't know him, accept him, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Get in relationship if you do know him. Don't, don't confuse going to church with knowing God. Don't confuse having a title as knowing God. Don't even confuse as having a gift as knowing God because all that comes from God. I'm talking about relationship. I'm talking about spending time with God. I'm talking about shutting off the TV, shutting down the phones, shutting off the Facebook and walking the track and just talking to him or whatever it is, however. But we have to set time aside for God because without acknowledging him in all our ways, where are we going and what are we doing? When you was a child, he said, we must come to him as a child because grown people don't see a need for a father, right? But when you was a child, we had to check with our parents for everything that we did. We didn't just run out the front door. We acknowledged them in all our ways. We said, Mom, is it okay if I go stay with my friend? Mom, is it okay if my friend comes stay with me? Mom, can I go to the store? What was we were doing? We were acknowledging them in all our ways because we were minors. And we understood that we couldn't do anything without asking our parents. Well, God is saying, I need you to come back to me like that little child. And the same way you acknowledge your parents when you needed to do something is the way I want you to acknowledge me. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me and I'll direct your path. Depart from evil and don't be wise in your own eyes. Because when we don't acknowledge God, then we're being wise in our own eyes. We're saying, God, I got this. I don't need to check with you. I don't, it doesn't matter what your words say. I got this. Sit over here on the side. I got this. That's being wise in our own eyes. He said, depart from evil and stop being wise in your own eyes. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you wisdom to know how to do, because we know a lot of scriptures. So say, Holy Spirit, show me how to do. Give me your wisdom. Show me how to do what I know, because I don't want to be religious. Because faith without works is dead. And knowing the word and not having works is religion. There's no condemnation, because today we get to do things different. So I'm ending it here, Father God, as we hunger and thirst after righteousness, Lord God. We come together and we ask you for wisdom to do what we know, wisdom to do the word that we heard. And Father, I thank you that this word has not returned, has not fallen on deaf ears, but it will bring forth a harvest, some 50, 60, 100 fold. This word will not return void because our hearts are good ground. Father, we will become doers of your word and we will bear good fruit. And this word will manifest in our lives and we will be doers of your word and not hearers only for we will not walk in the spirit of deception. Please share this podcast with someone. Share this podcast with those in your contact. Support our podcast. Um, just hit support on my um, podcast page. I'll support our outreach. We care. We're going. We're getting ready to go back out and do another outreach June 12th. Um, and we're going into transitional housing. So if you would like to support us, it's wecare1966.us. That's my street ministry. You guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. And I want to remind you 
to keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. You guys be blessed, be encouraged, and today we're going to do what God's words say. I'm ending it here. You guys be so blessed and be encouraged. Again, this is Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Share it with someone and help spread the good news. Thank you.